Hi guys, welcome to this episode of the Off Grid Traveller. Today we're going to be joined by energetic Mick Becker, who with his partner and kids travelled around on a catamaran on the open sea. And why keeping a fish or some tobacco is a great bartering tool and could have you up in five-star amenities for free. And how a toilet breaking on the open waters can mean you're found overboard with your pants around your ankles. And as always, we'd like to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dry Flush Toilets. If you haven't seen these amazing off-grid toilets, you really need to check them out. They're the cleanest, easiest smell-free toilet that you've ever seen and they recently won the best new camping technology in Australia. No more dumping chemicals or maintaining a composting toilet. Go to www.dryflush.com.au and see how they work. Let's get traveling. Welcome to the Off Grid Traveller podcast where we meet the people who go off grid and into a life of adventure, challenge and grand new horizons. Whether on land or on sea, you'll meet some fascinating characters who've chosen the road less travelled and discover their best tips, worst moments, favourite destinations and a whole lot more. Hey guys, welcome to uh, the Off Grid Traveller and uh, I have the wonderful Mick Becker with us and um just just to confirm it's Mick and uh, your partner's Lozzy, right? Uh Lozzy, yeah. Laura Lozzy. Lozzy. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's an interesting way to go for the nickname. And um yeah, I, the the main thing I wanted to to really kind of put forward initially is that you have been traveling around uh on a catamaran not only with you and Lozzy but two little tykes with you and yes. venturing the the open sea so it would be really cool mate if you could like just give a a little bit of background of who you are and uh yeah just just kind of kick it off from there well yeah i guess we we didn't plan to have kids it was just going to be myself and lawsy going on little adventures all over the place and yeah. it was intermittent working trying to do six six months working and saving six months adventure six months working and saving six months adventure and travel around the world that way if we were able to do it and then boom here we are with kids and you because we had a little prelim chat you were saying how um the was, i think it was the the first one you were on the boat when yes. you found out that lozzy was uh pregnant and yeah. it's just what of all places to find out that you're 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 gonna have a kid and, and I don't know if you've told them, like, have you told the kids, like, oh, by the way, you were, you were bought, like, grown yeah. on the open sea? Yeah, well, her, her middle name's Oceana. Nice. Because that's where, so Zena Oceana, she, um, yeah, that's where she's from. That's where she spent the first little period of her life. Um, which, yeah, it was, it was, it was cute. It was like, we did, we did plan to have, you know, I, sh I shouldn't say it was a completely unplanned thing, but boats and the kids, it was just, it happened quite fast. Yeah. And now that we're um we're on land, living this land life a little bit again, yeah. we're hanging to get back out there. Yeah, yeah. Because um one one thing as well, you have a, a cafe right at the moment called the Bucking Seahorse, and I was I was Correct. checking that out, and it looks it looks awesome. Like look at the design. And <laughs> you were saying to me, uh, like uh, just just to give a kind of a background on it, you've got a large area around where you are. There's loads of cafes, right? um but you've gone a bit niche with what what you do because yeah yeah well after we we lived on the boat for a while in an island just um in the sort of in the middle part of the archipelago of Vanuatu yeah 
and there's not much there, which is good. It's very nice. But after a while, you do just feel like being able to go to a shop and <laughs> being able to um, buy yeah, some being milk. able to yeah talk to other people or something because yeah, right. where we were we were anchored somewhere for a few weeks and there's literally nothing there. So if you would need to go into get some rice or you want to try and get some fruit or anything like that, um, or climb fuel, the trees, right? You have to go mate, climb the trees to get the fruit. You have to yeah. uh, hoe the ground to go get the uh, the rice and all that. Yeah. Well, well, it's magic. There's this certain place where um, fresh water would come out from the higher side of the beach. Yeah, so right. we could collect fresh water from cool. the beach. Wow. It was, un it was unreal. We're getting That's fresh unreal. water from the beach and we're drinking from that. But then, yeah, to get into town um, was, you know, you walk for, you know, it's like a 10 minute walk. And you got a hitch, and that can take up to a few hours at a time. Then you're in, then you're on the back of someone's van yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. and you try and explain where you want to go. And then it takes however long to get into town. And then a lot of the time they've got plans, and then you're a bit of a token um, souvenir in the back. <laughs> yeah, so you end up sure. driving hey, look, at, look, yeah, look, look at look at this, look at this idiot. <laughs> and then um, so you know, a simple trip to just go and get some rice and some supplies could pretty much take the day. Like a lot of the times, I'd leave in the morning. I wouldn't yeah. get back to the boat, you know, at night. So, so getting back to the Sunshine Coast, it was nice to be able to like actually have a place where we, we craved that um, a society again, like somewhere yeah. where we could just walk to the shops and have a cold shower and buy a cold drink and go to a place where you hear live music. And that's what, when we came here, it's like, we really want live music. And there was nowhere that had that really good intimate atmosphere where you can sit down and listen to a performance. Yeah, right. And that's the, that's the best. So that's what we've made here. And uh, yeah, to, to put push on to that as well is that you've, you've created a like new upcoming artists is, is something that's really a, a big area within what, what you've been doing and pushing that, that music scene, which I think is, you know, it's something that's close to my heart, mate. Uh, so keep, keep doing that and um, find, find those next new talents, right? That's what you've got to do. Oh, mate, there's so many, there's so many people out there that just have it inside them to, write lyrics that you've never thought of before and put it together in a song and singing it away that just it's 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 exploring in a different way you know what well, i mean like you can <laughs> there you go mate the off-grid the yeah. off-grid singer right um <laughs> so, there you go speaking to the off-grid singer love it mate love it um so going going back to um you like first of all the fact that you had to go find rice down at the the town and it takes a full day so you're probably coming back with a kilogram to 10 kilograms worth of rice to to make sure where where was that that actually happened um and it, it was on your you, you you were traveling via your catamaran right correct so we lived we lived aboard a 38 foot cat um which is it's it's bigger than a tinny yeah um but when you're out in the ocean, it doesn't really feel that big, but it's probably the smallest ocean going cat that you'd want to really be on, especially with a family. Um, it's got enough space for us. We've got our own room. The kids have a room. Right. Um, there's a galley area there. Um, I think you might've seen pictures of it on the, on the Instagram. So it's, it's not yeah. a huge space, but it, it's enough. And um, yeah, when, whenever you would go into, into these villages, it happened quite frequently. Right. It's just a day journey and you go to, you go in there, you go in there on your little dinghy because your main boat's obviously, if you look at the main boat that you live on, that's yeah. your house. Yeah. And then your dinghy's like your car. Your motorbike. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So when you go into town, it's, you've got the main boat, you make sure there's no bad weather coming, family's safe, everything's good. Mm. Um, Lawsy would either drop me to the beach with the kids 
oh, sorry, drop me to the beach and then she'd take the kids back. Right. Or if they had stuff to do on the boat, they'd just, I'd take the boat and then I'd be gone for the day. I'd come back and then sometimes do two or three loads back out to the boat with a shop. You know, so you don't know whether you're going to be gone for three hours or whether you're going to be gone for 12 hours. So, so that, that's just making me think like you, you would actually more, more the boat, like in the sea, not at an actual marina or anything. Cause you're, you're in the middle no. of nowhere. And then you, no. you pull the dinghy out, you go, go do, as you said, a few trips. Gosh, that's uh have, have you ever, during that time, did you ever get lost or was there any times where you like, this is a bit <laughs> peaky. I don't know if I'm going to get back to see my family. <laughs> With, the main thing is with the boat, I think when we, we touched on it, having a chat, you're never bored. Yeah. Um, there's so much like when you go into a new, a new place, like a lot of these islands are uncharted. You don't actually know how deep the water is in certain areas. Yeah, right. So when you go into a place, you're normally looking at it on a map first for a long period of time and working out where you'd be in certain weather. Like if the weather comes from the north, this is where you're going to tuck in. If a big yeah. storm comes from the south, this is where you're going to tuck in. So you look at each territory as or each island you go to as you know where are the safe spots um where is the village how can we be close to a village or how can we be in isolation oh there's waterfalls there there's a nice river there so you, you really get a good understanding of where you're going first through looking at the map and google earth oh captain king, God, yeah oh captain cook would love that shit like <laughs> all of it <laughs> we've got it so easy now compared to those guys like <clears throat> you can google earth an area and that's what we normally do and you can see where the bomboras are, you can, which is like a, a exposed coral head. Right. You can find out where the shallow water is. You can see the river. You can see civilization. You can see huts. So a lot of the time you don't want to pull into an area which is a nice bay that has a village as well straight there because, you know, it is a, can be a bit of an invasion. Right. Okay. That's um, so. So you're 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 looking at this on on a kind of three dimensional plane in the sense of you need to yeah. be looking at where you're going to be because obviously the the under the undergrowth which could be causing an issue the fact you've yep. got your family there and you want to make sure that they're secure and you know there's not there's not terrible uh, undercurrents happening and third of all you've got villages there and you don't want to start coming in and just you know in 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 just your cacks just waving at them and them going what are these what are these mobs doing here? um <laughs> yeah gotcha. it's it's a it's a fine line and then you've got to try and gauge each person and a lot of the time if they're not speaking the language so normally bring a fish if we could you trawl oh, and wow. that's like an offering if we do go to a village you try and bring in a fish as a bit of a hello wow so like, is this and then um yeah and then trade with them whatever you can like um we normally have tobacco i know it's not a good thing to do but the, the guys love a smoke and being yeah. able to roll someone a smoke. It's a nice thing to be able to, you know, just, just pick up some tobacco, create something for it and give it to them. They trade you some papaya or yeah. They, they always said um, if, if you're ever getting into uh, like trouble, there's a fight always, even if you don't smoke, keep a pack of cigarettes on you. Cause you can, <laughs> uh, you can minimize a situation just by handing them, handing them a smoke or something within that kind of mind. Cause the very second they take it from you, it causes psychological change in their mind that oh he is not a threat he is a friend ah right yeah. yeah well yeah i definitely definitely find that there are a few situations where obviously we, we went up to indonesia at a later point and there's there are pirates up there that's mad. um not, yeah, not those so, ones though right the with the patches and the, oh, the beards no there's a few of them i reckon are pretty rough yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's that's probably the worst of your worries really i guess with the um yeah with their 
guns, weaponry, coordinated attacks and things like that. They don't normally target um, private boats. Wow. Okay. Oh, so it's more like the the, the larger uh, commercial boats that they're jumping after. But I'm guessing it's not unheard of if they're having a tough week or tough month that you you could find yourself on the the back end of that. But again, I'm guessing because you've got a family and you've got that mindset to think ahead, plan ahead. Um, you know the areas that they're they're coming from or that they normally sail. So um, yeah, you, you try and avoid areas where there is a lot higher known pirate activity. Um, obviously and then yeah. you know there's normally multiple ways around the island but i guess you got to think of it more like they're you know like you say people down on their luck yeah right. um you know they're living in hostile environments they might be out trying to fish um they might have been out for a long time they're out in the middle of nowhere on these little little boats yeah like a whippersnipper mower um like motor that's how they're getting around and not much shelter so just it's just respect it's just human respect and trying to read the situation when they do see you and they come over like we that's when you do offer them some water like obviously they're bloody thirsty you know offer them some water if they come up beside the boat you know roll them a smoke um try and sort of have that i know everyone's got different ways that they deal with it um we tend to find that was the best one for us for um just to just as some kind of Hello, thanks for having us in your in your country, in your waters. Wow. Here's this, here's this. How's your fishing going? And you know, if if we've got a, if we've got ample, if we've just pulled up a big fish, just give them what we can as well. That's crazy to think that they they sometimes they'd moor up next to you when you're in the middle of the sea, right? And then yeah, is that something that happened regularly or well, there was a when I so the boat got stranded over in Indonesia. Yeah. Sorry, sorry if I'm jumping from one thing no, to another. No, it's okay. <laughs> the, the the point of this is really just to get those those adventures out, you know, and, and hear about it. It's amazing. Well, the the most recent one was I had to get the boat back from Indonesia because because of COVID, it was stuck over there. We weren't allowed into Indonesia. We weren't allowed out of Australia. So that was the thing. We weren't allowed out of Australia, and Indonesia weren't going to extend our customs um duty free exemption so the boat's only allowed to be in there for two years before you need to pay duty on it gosh um so because so you 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 waive the import tax because you're just passing through Mm -hmm. because we did plan to go around the world at that stage um or go to thailand um so when the boat was stranded over there we were stuck here it was very difficult ended up getting over there um sailed back and on the way back I was with, um, I met an old guy over there, good bloke. Um, he jumped aboard with us and we were just sailing day and night, day and night, just to try and get back across from Lombok to Darwin. Just some, just some chap that you met when you were out there, yeah? Yeah, I met him over there. I met him in Lombok mm-hmm. through right. other people. Just this old guy. He was um, just really, really interesting bloke, actually. Good guy to be stuck on a boat with for two months. Travelling, right? <laughs> Travelling, right? You just you just find some random guys, like, oh, I'll help you out. And, and now yep. you're not on your own. That's yeah. That's, traveling well he didn't want to leave he didn't want to get into us he just wanted to stay in indonesia he was Mm. in indonesia he had residency over there so he just sailed the indonesian leg with us there was one part where we were going across these um an island group just not as far across as timor like not directly above australia sort of like north northwest of australia a little bit yeah not as far over as lombok um and we were going between these islands um, you know, so between the islands, they were off in the distance, and there was uh, three boats, 
and one of them sort of just shot in front. They were, they were about, you know, two kilometres in front of us and then one boat shot right out in front. It's like, oh, okay, they might, they might be fishing. So I, I thought they might have had a net. So I just turned, you know, turned to starboard quite a bit right. just to show that I'm going in a different direction so they could see the side of the boat. And then this boat came back this way and then the other boat sort of came back this way. And then they sort of like split up and they're heading towards us. And I went, oh, this is, I don't like this. It's a bit peaky. <laughs> it's a yeah, bit peaky. Is, yeah, a little bit peaky. I thought, oh, what's going on here? Um, it was just before dark. And then um, I turned out to see again. Sorry, I turned the opposite way this time and kept on going out. I just went, oh, shit, they turned again and kept on, kept on on our track. And it's like, oh, all right, what's going to happen here? So I just did the whole thing. As you said, you know, the smokes created just a couple of little grab bags. Yeah. This was some tobacco with some fruit that I got before I left, you know, things that I knew that I could spare, wow. some water, a few bottles of water. And um, old mate came up beside the boat. The fir first boat came up and he was yelling at us in Indonesian. I couldn't really pick up what he was saying. He was speaking really, really fast. And I just held up the water and the fruit and everything. And he came beside and I just grabbed his boat and chucked it in. And he just you know, gave the thumbs up and, and just went off. Yeah, that was it. So, you don't, you know, and that's the whole thing with fire, right? Like you could quite easily, I wasn't sleep deprived at that point. We had quite good weather. Yeah. But when, when the storms come in at night, you get bad weather, you get very sleep deprived and then your judgment starts really, things mess with you when you haven't slept for, I don't know, when, when you haven't slept for 20 hours, mm. you start to just go a little bit. I used to think that it was the alcohol and you know whatever else you were doing on a night out. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's it's not sleeping. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's not sleeping. Yeah, exactly. I saw like sailing um sailing uh, over to the islands. I actually sailing back to Australia. The amount of nights that I was just hallucinating. I was just looking out over the water and thinking, is that look like these gigantic people were just standing? And I knew I knew they weren't gigantic people because there's not many gigantic people walking on the ocean. Not, not many. Days. Not there, especially not, these days. Not. Yeah. But I, but I could see them. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, I really got to go to sleep when the sun comes up and tag out with someone. So, yeah, just trying to maintain the reality of the situation, not get worked up and not think worst case scenarios. Um, there's a certain element of just like putting faith and doing the next right thing. Because, you know, if I was more hostile or if I was one of the people that are carrying firearms and I, you know, I produced a gun at that point, and if they had something similar, you know, three boats, one of me, old fella down there, like, what's going to happen? So it's, it's the middle of the sea. It's the middle of the sea. Like, what what is going to happen? In, yeah, yeah, robberies, robberies do happen, and people do get, yeah, things happen. And, and look, I, I for for everyone listening, I, I want to make this very clear. This isn't like something that happens <laughs> on a frequent basis like no. yeah i i've been i've been no, no, no. Uh, you know a decade of tra traveling um mick here has, has been traveling for uh, almost all his life it's not something that is going to happen continuously but it's something to be very aware of that probably a positive attitude um thinking ahead and just thinking look if i'm going into odd places it's good idea to have something tangible to to offer as a sign of respect and nine times out of ten just doing that can get you out of some sticky situations exactly mate and that's it it's just uh, having that humility it's like whatever you are before you go on the boat whether you're you know we've owned businesses before we've done mm. different things and you tend to attach that to your identity when you're in a when you're in your native surroundings exactly. you know you're this business owner you're you're you've got an identity when you're out there 
you no one. That's it. You're just you're just another yeah. <laughs> you're just another human dealing with another human. This human's hungry. This human's thirsty. This human's tired. And you have stuff woman. that he doesn't have, right? And and what's why why do you have that? And do do you want to make him feel more angry about this, or do you want to? build a relationship with someone which potentially mate you could end up going uh around there again and he sees you in the street and he's like mate here's that here's that tobacco by the way and you're like i don't smoke but thank you very much sir you know and well yeah yeah that's funny and that's the thing that it's, it's the people that don't have much are probably the most some of the most generous we in the world when we yeah. started into vanuatu um we caught a huge fish it was this big um it was a it was a bonito so like a sort of like a, a mac tuna yeah and pulled it up and we already had we already had a, a nice mackerel it's just like we don't need all this fish so we don't have this much refrigeration space to start with and as we came into this bay um they they, they travel around in these banana boats there or the, right. the local people so there's literally just 40 people hanging on from this boat and i waved one down and they um they came over to us like with everyone on board it's like hey, you know, big beautiful smiles and i held up the fish and the guys came towards us and I, I, I threw them the fish. Wow. Um, sorry, I had it in a bucket. You know, those um, those plastic Bunnings tubs? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had it in one of them and I threw them the bucket. They took the fish and they were all stoked. Anyway, our boat's got a big eyeball on it. Um, a mate came up with a logo. The boat's called the Cosmos. The Cosmos, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, inside the eye is the earth, like which is like the pupil. And then outside that is the lightning, which is, you know, the veins in the eyes and then the tree roots. So... It's a pretty, it's a pretty trippy kind of design. Living in the cosmos, memorable. right? The, the cosmos, exactly right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, it's yeah, it's it's a really yeah, it's a cool design. And about two weeks later, we're anchored in this bay, and we went to shore. There was a little um, resort, and we went to shore there. He goes, the the local fella that was the um, security guard there, he said, "Are you on? You on that boat with the with the eye?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "Yeah, that's that's us." said you gave you gave my cousin my cousin the fish he goes mate Boom. that's that all went back he goes come in come in he goes use anything you want there's there's pools there's tennis courts there's all this like oh what oh, we were just like walking past and then we ended up um having full run of this resort for i don't know the week that we were there we were able to have nice long hot showers and jump in a clean pool and you know you never know if you or someone you know would be an interesting guest on the show, we'd love to hear from you. We love speaking to everyday people who've taken to the open road or open seas for an extended period of time or anyone that's set up their life in an off-grid location. Please email guest at offgridtraveller.com.au to get in touch. That's two L's in Traveller. Wow. Like just, just from just having a wave, you've got more than enough food, you share it with someone and you end up having the run of uh, a beautiful yeah. place because it's his cousin. It's his mate. Yeah, exactly right. Like, exactly right. And we, we met him on, you know, the, a few bays over, you know, yeah. before. So it's just, you don't do it for that reason, but it's just, it's nice to, when, when it does actually come around so quick. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best parts, as you know, with, um with your travels, like you've, you know, well, being where you are and whatnot, it's you've got to, especially when you're a visitor, the the more you give, like you don't want to get walked over. Yeah, that's you it, gotta, mate. You've got to give. Yeah, yeah. Put, put, like, you know, don't, don't change who you are as a person in any way, shape, or size because that's who you are. But yeah. if, if the culture says don't do a particular thing, 
don't be that guy. Don't be that guy and do it because you're the one now that's making all the rest of us look terrible. And uh, yeah. you, you see it a lot. And we, we talked about this in the, uh, briefly as well. You get a lot of weirdos when you travel as well. Um, oh, yeah. But they are 50% of the reasons why you travel because the stories that they can tell themselves as well, it just, it's layers upon layers of chaos, right? And uh, yeah. that's, it, which make, makes me think, you know, when when you were mentioning obviously that using google uh, as um was one of the the, the google satnav was one of the things that is just a top tip for when you're traveling yeah. out of there in your mind when you were uh, like uh, on the catamaran what are the most essential pieces of uh, equipment that you go look if, if we're going out there we need these to to you know, just have the best time possible um the water maker Yep, which okay. is a little mobile desalination machine. Right, okay. Uh, um, which, which brand do you use for, uh, specifically? Uh, Rain Man. Rain Man, good name. Rain Man. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. We um, we bought that years and years ago. It's pretty much just, uh, you know how they work? It's it's a... I've used I've used pressure. one I've used one in the jungle before, but I didn't, like, it was one that, like, uh, it had the different types of uh, soil in it um so it was a reverse oh, osmosis yeah. machine that we we used yep. and but it was like a jungle thai guy made it and went look good water and we were like all right wicked like i guess we're drinking well today <laughs> and i didn't get sick mate so still here it sounds like a bloody good contraption yeah nice yeah. <laughs> now they're they're amazing it's being able to just get the seawater and it pumps it up and basically forces it through a whole heap of like membranes Right, yeah. Um, with tiny, tiny little filters and it busts the water apart like on a molecular level. Yeah. So all that comes out of it, it gets rid of virus, bacteria, salts, metals, impurities. All you're left is with pure water. Wow. So that's essential. Um, yeah, I think having maps, you need maps. Obviously you need a compass. Yep. Um, well, so just, just because obviously with the, um, with the water purifier, it, that's that's on a... Are powered as well right so i'm guessing you've got some sort of energy uh you know what what's how are you getting yeah. your energy basically well we're completely we're, we're completely hey here comes the podcast off grid um, hey there we go there we go we got there <laughs> Take a sip um, that. yeah yeah that's worth it cheers mate yeah um we got solar panels we've got a wind generator yeah um, whenever you do use an engine to get into an area, there um, we got larger alternators that mm -hmm. um, we fitted to the engines. So um, whenever you are dropping the anchor or trying to manoeuvre into a difficult bit of reef, that's when we normally turn the engines on. Mm. And then that's also a, a extra charge. And then the battery bank holds that. You just need to be smart about power. Like you, you obviously charge up your computer. Yeah, any devices, anything that has an external battery or an external lithium, you normally um, put that on charge or put that, have all the plugs ready. As soon as you turn the engines on mm. and you've got excess power being made, that's when you charge everything up. Right. Um, right. And then at night, you know, you use minimal power. You don't go playing on your computer at night. You, you tend to get more in the rhythm of the world with, you know, sure, right. when you're away from it all. Like you go to sleep when it's dark. You wake up when the sun comes up, whatever time that is. 
Wow, and when okay. there's a storm, you stay awake all night. So you're yeah. <laughs> okay. So so the circadian rhythm really comes into play there, and it's just being yeah. under under the the stars and everything in the very second nighttime. You, you're clonked out it's interesting to think about that because you know we're we've always got so much light pollution around us that when when you're sitting in your your home and all that you think getting four hours a night is normal well it's for 90 percent of us it's not it's absolutely yeah. not you know uh, some people can run on it but six seven eight hours if you if you clonk out and wake up and you're feeling wonderful it's probably because you had a good night's sleep and i can yeah. see how being on the waves as well uh, my my grandma back in the day she uh, had a waterbed and um, I, I'm just remembering remember when I was yeah and then I'm remembering being on my uncle's boat and like uh, sleeping on that as well same feeling it's just something about being on something that's got a consistent but peaceful movement unless there's a storm yeah. that can just knock you out in seconds yeah well that's the beauty of the old waterbeds isn't it they, they were yeah. pretty safe I don't actually have you I haven't been on one recently not, not for the longest time, mate. I, to be honest, I'm sure that if you opened one up, the water would be absolutely disgusting. Ah. And I wouldn't probably recommend you use that water um, purifier yeah. with it because you're going to have grandma's sweat going through there. Oh, mate, no, 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 grandma. <laughs> no, stay, stay, stay where you are. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you've got to conserve your energy because when it does get, when it gets bad, it gets bad. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like you get, you just get days of bliss, and that, that's the most amazing part about the ocean. It's, it, you can have a morning that is just like you feel like whoever created this is just beyond. It's beyond your comprehension how mm. perfect it is, how clear the water is, and how beautiful that coral is down there, and the palm trees and the white sand and the the way the bay is shaped. It's like this is ridiculous you know volcano in the background it's like it's so That's beautiful mad, yeah and then within a few hours you can literally feel like you're in hell the um you just wow. need one little thunderhead to pop up over the corner and then before you know it you're dragging anchor towards rocks and there's bloody whitewash all over the place wow. and the lightning's coming threatening to blow everything out and it's it's so um it's it's volatile and beautiful and scary all at the same time and, and and this is the thing. Even though it's scary, you wouldn't change it for the world, would you? Like the, no, the opportunity like, to go out there and do it. It's it's not it's not stopped you from going. You know what? I'm never doing that again. It's a you you, you got to mitigate the risk. Like with with anything. Mm. Like there there is storm seasons. There are certain areas that you avoid um, at certain times of year. Mm. So say for example, getting um, the boat back to Australia. We had to do it within this narrow time frame, otherwise the weather systems are going to change. Right. Okay. And and just just even learning about how all that works. So like you look you look at the world. There's a really good website called Earthwind, and you look Earthwind. at the Earth as a as a whole big. Um, the best description an old guy gave us was um, if you got two rooms next to each other, one of them's got high pressure, like super high pressure, and then there's a like airtight door. And in the other room, there's no pressure. It's very, very low pressure. Right. So as soon as as soon as that door opens a bit, you've got all this high pressure that will just rush to the low pressure, and the low pressure is going to be sucking. So there's going to be a pulling and a sucking motion at the same yeah. time. So and depending on what hemisphere you're in depends on which direction these wind systems turn. And um, just watching that—that's the main thing, I guess—is 
getting the weather updates and watching those synoptic charts and watching where the highs are feeding into the lows and where the lows are. How, how low is that low pressure, yeah. which is therefore going to work out how much air it's going to be sucking in. And that's where we get our cyclones and everything from. Wow. wow. They, yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating. You just, you jump on Earthwind. it's earthwind.com I think, and you can yeah. jump on there and you can see what the earth is doing right now. And so like when you're in the middle of the ocean, how are you keeping up to scratch with that? Like, do you have the ability to go on that, those websites at the same time or is we it? Can't, we can't go on. No, no, not websites. I've like very limited um, data. So you're just yeah. downloading these tiny little files called grid files. Okay. And that allows you to see the, um, like where the wind is at at that point in time. And then based off the same models that they use, like the global forecasting system, the European uh, weather system as well there, there's a few base models that they use all over the world and you're able to download them in tiny byte form and then have that on a, on a basic map so you can see Great. what's happening so you've got so you you know you've got your water purifiers you've got your solar panels you've got your your little bits of data that are telling you which way the winds are blowing and and the high pressure and low pressure so you're not caught with your pants down um, that's right <laughs> yeah and then and then it comes to the next one what about uh, when 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 you've got your pants down what, what where do you go uh, to the toilet what, what's what's the goal there like do you do you go off the side or what what's the plan oh, well i someone told us when we did our first little overseas voyage that the majority of people that are found lost at sea are found with their pants like pants around their ankles no i don't know if it's true or not but it was just a little message because i had a few mates on board Right. And it's so tempting just to, why would you go inside, downstairs, into a hole to go and sit on a toilet or go to a toilet right. when you could literally just, you know, take one step to the side and go off the edge? Um, yeah, uh, you know, it depends, depends, doesn't it? At night, I swore to my wife when we do like night sails, big night passages. Right. Because that would just be horrific. Imagine, you know, waking up, her waking up after being asleep for four hours and I'm supposed to be at the top, she gets up the top and, oh, where's Mickey gone? You know I mean? You've got Don't no chance of finding us. Get 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 downstairs and go go use the dunny there. And it, it just just for a, yeah. just for the safety measures more than anything. Wow. I, I, yeah. I never I never thought of that. Um, yeah. You know. there, you, there's stuff out there, you know, like you could, you could, you'd have to be unlucky. You'd have to be really unlucky to hit a whale or get a weird bit of chop or, <laughs> just, you know. It's, it, but look, it's, it's, it, you say it, you have to be unlucky, but there's still a probability. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, like, not, it's not worth it. No, no. It's, it's not, it's not worth it. So, and then when it gets, sorry? I was going to say, so is it, is it a, is it like, do you, do you have a portable one there or is it one that's actually with the catamaran? Um, that There is a toilet down. Yeah, down in the cat. Yeah, down in the cat. Right. It's okay. Got a, yeah, got a little portable head down. They call it a head. So you wee in the head. Right. And then you pump and it, and then goes goes out into the for the for the out fish. in the deep blue. Yeah, straight out to the fishies. There, there is like a little holding tank. Right. So if you do go into bays where people are swimming around and everything, they don't end up with nasty with the shots. Black, the black water, uh, oh. black water tanks, right? Oof. Mate, you thought you thought Nanny's old waterbed was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. No, that is Nanny's that. old waterbed, basically, yeah. times a hundred. It is the worst <laughs> smell in the world, and um, normally yeah. it's 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 and you know uh, it's it's you who has to do it, right? Uh, I, yeah. I don't I don't see the kids doing it. Um, nah, nah, it's not a fun job. No, 
it's, but that uh, seems to happen a lot like all that that's that's a constant thing just the maintenance like mm. you'll get somewhere and then it's yeah i i think that's the that was probably the most um eye-opening part of it is when we decided that we were going to go from living the life we were living and you know, we had three businesses in sydney life was good um to going okay we're leaving this yeah what are we going to be doing um you think when you get on the boat you're going to have ample time you're just going to be cruising around looking at the sails but shit breaks all the time <laughs> and you and you don't have parts and you can't call anyone right and the amount of times i've unblocked that toilet and it's not and it's not easy on a boat as well it's not no, a matter of not. just being able to you can't go down to the garage and get some tools out and jump on a ladder and it's you got to pull panels apart and then you you know it's it's a can of worms yeah get in there oh, yeah. let's hope let's hope, hope there isn't a can of worms in there because that's uh, oh, that's another mate, level that'd mate. be better some of the crib but try, trying to get that pipe up out of the boat without spilling or like trying to get it up through the entrance yeah yeah, there, there's been a there's a lot of jobs on there that you're just like this. Is this worth it? Yeah. <laughs> so okay, like <laughs> like on a scale of one, uh, let's say like the top three maintenance points in your mind when you're when you're in the middle of the ocean, catamaran. What would be the three in uh, you know ones that you go? I wish I didn't have to do this. Yeah, un unblocking. Normally, it's not actually the toilet itself that blocks. It's the it's the pipe right. which runs down underneath the toilet, underneath the, the false floor, up one of the hulls, up into the tub, and then back down out the seacock. So you can't just pull the hose, you know, pulling the hose off isn't a simple thing. No. You need to unclamp it from the top, unclamp it, in which case you improvise. Then you then you go to bucket bucket mode. Bucket mode. But, um, <laughs> but pulling that, trying to do that underway is just a non-event. This episode of Off Grid Traveller is proudly sponsored by Dry Flush Toilets Australia, home of the world famous Lavio Dry Flush Toilet. This patented electric toilet has no chemicals, is not a composting system, and can be set up literally anywhere in under 60 seconds. It looks and feels like an at-home toilet to use, but it can be used anywhere with no external power or water, and it still flushes. There's also no cartridge to clean or empty, and it's perfect for camping, caravans, converted vans, boats, tiny homes, or anything off-grid. Go to www.dryflush.com.au and use coupon code off grid to get a 10% discount on your toilet order today. And also any engine work, right? Getting in the engine, you know, for if water pump fails or an engine overheats and you're right. in the middle of nowhere and you've got to get down in there, you're you're in this bloody tight confined space with all these hot little steel. Oh, wow. Horrible. Yeah, and it's just and it's already baking in the sun, so you're literally just in the open sun, flying down these waves, down there with all your spanners and tools, trying to work out what the hell is going on. Um, that's when you're glad you went to sleep when the sun went down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I, and so, so when, when it comes down to the engineering point, um, have you have you figured out any ways to to ease the process, like you know? Um, or is it just what it is? You just have to get in there and, and get into the thick of it. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not really too 
I'm I'm good with structure. I yeah. like working out problems that are structural where you can go, all right, this supports that and this needs that. You know, uh, basic engineering like that makes sense. Yeah. But when it comes to the mechanical parts and exciter fuses and diodes and, you know, that's when I start getting getting a little bit lost. Um, so, yeah, that's a big, that's a big, you learn on the fly for that. Yeah. You try and you know you try and learn what you can, but the things you don't know. There's so many parts to. It's a little city, you know what I mean. Like it's you got water, you've got the propulsion, you've got electrical generation, you've got all of these little parts. It's impossible to know all of it. So you, so you it's become a, a yes. Yeah, so you 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 like before you get into doing this. Obviously, you had an understanding of uh, how to manage it if situations were to become a little bit. Uh, dodgy right but at the same time you're learning on the job at the same time yeah well no I didn't really know too much about it's um <laughs> just the, let's go well it's a sailboat which is right. you know that that's our primary way and that's a structural thing so I can understand that if if a sail's torn you can fix it you can make the sail, sail shorter mm. it's the mast snaps where you can make a jewelry, jewelry. practicality you can, you can, yeah, you can be practical and go, okay, we need to propel that way. We've got yeah. some fabric. We've got some ropes. We've got some height. We can do it. Yeah. But with a motor, it's like, well, shit, is it this pump? Is it this spring? Is it this screw? Is it this gasket? Is this leaking out of that? Is it? Is this not getting power to it? Like, why isn't that pump working? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why is it fuel getting from there to there? Or is it? A, yeah, there's, there's a lot of troubleshooting, a lot of reading the manual reading <laughs> so so there's a there's a tip everyone keep the manual do not throw the manual once you buy the boat 100 percent. keep the manual keep always the manual. keep the manual make a copy and of the manual. manual definitely it's the only manual I've, when it comes to putting together furniture or anything like that destroy the manual just look at what it's meant to look up <laughs> yeah. and then and then just make it look like that yeah but when it comes to the engine there's too many you know unless you got exploded diagrams of everything You're right that helps yeah okay but so so number number one the toilets uh, and and the the chaos that comes behind having having the the less suction than, than necessary to get it out of the out of the boat um then yes. two is the engines and what what's number three which is a, a pain in the ass mate i think that's all right yeah i think those those two are they they more than make up for everything else. So so those two are a variety of like so the toilet itself is a one but it's a big one and then the the other one is a hundreds of little things that come in between it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the, everything else is simple. Like we've had um we've run over boys before, not like right. human boys, but the um like, <laughs> I hope not. There's um you know like fishing boys like mm. the people set all their nets and crab traps and that up. We've been sailing along before at night and then the boat will just come to a, a stop and we'll have sail out and you'll be like, whoa, whoa what's going on here? Mm. So pull the sail down, get the torches out, go around the boat. Um, it happened just off Sydney actually. And then went off there and you could see a rope, you know, you could see a, a little string of um, traps that yeah. have been there and it got wrapped around the, the prop. It was lucky it didn't bloody rip the leg out the boat. But wow. But then that was um, at 10.30 at night, jump overboard to... There's torch in the mouth, trying to untangle it all. Um, but they're practical things, and they're a little bit of fun as well. Yeah, 
we've had a few incidents where things have got caught around the props, but it's practical. You can jump overboard and do it. It's a bit of, it gives you an excuse to get in the water in dodgy situations. Have, have, have some fun, right? Like just have, have a bit of fun. fun. So, yeah. Which again yeah, exactly. is, is one of those things, to, you know, we, doing this is fun. Like the adventure of it is fun. The, you, you wouldn't do these things unless you knew that there was a, a, a slight bit of risk, a slight bit of, of fun that can take you to new uh, we were talking about it briefly beforehand is that you know yeah. if you continuously want to go out and travel and you're still at home thinking if it's a good idea or not just go just do it because yeah. even if you are scared of that initial step the risk of you not going may be greater than the risk of you going and the amount of people the amount of experiences you'll have in life in general is just times 10 it, it, you 10 exit literally um yeah and yeah. you've gone you've gone a step further because you've got your your little ones with you and you've got your you mentioned before you've got a, a next pro like a, a, a adventure coming up uh, potentially right yes that's yeah that is that is exciting it is exciting because yeah you're right it's it's getting out to i think when we were speaking about this earlier as well you see when the little kids play our iPad game or even ourselves, you don't want to play the same level over and over again. That's, you know, you want to do a level that's a bit harder and a bit harder. Novelty, and a bit, right? and you go back to the easy levels and you want to just get up to that hard level again. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is, I guess, when you do travel. It's like you go to a place that's easy and then you go to a place that's a bit more difficult and you do somewhere that's a bit more difficult and it keeps you on that edge, like um, the idea of just cruising around a bay yeah. Now it doesn't have the same luster as going to a distant land that you've never been to before. And There's I think it's the about same. It. There's something yeah, about it, right? You know, when you 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 just you see that that visual shot of that brand new thing you've never been part of. It could be a cityscape. It could be just yeah. like you start seeing the mountains, and your your heart just kind of all of a sudden you get this new energy just comes out of nowhere, yeah. right? And you've yeah. got this feeling and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is why I do this. I yeah. I may have no money in my pocket right now, but gosh, I am going to be able to remember this and use this for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's a changer. Yeah. It's a game changer. That's that that's that's the essence of it all. Myself and my missus or my missus always talks about it as well, just wanting to see what's around every corner. And that's always Love the most that. exciting part. You get around a little bay, you're like, oh, what's 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 good? Oh, you've seen it on maps? You studied on maps, you know what it looks like. It's like, what is it? <laughs> and then when you get around there and you see the rock formations and you see the way the beach goes in, you're like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's um, <laughs> the, the continuous you know? R's, right? Until yeah. until you're yeah, odd out R's. and you're just sitting there going, I need to, I need a beer. I need a beer. Yeah. Yeah. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta just take it all in. And yeah. that that is you're right. That is like it's like meeting people, it's like starting a new business, like it's like leveling up. You just you unlock a new level. When yeah. you get to one of those new places and it's exciting and you, you know, especially if you are eating there, like finding a little bay and then seeing that there's some mussels or oh, some exactly. oysters and then being able to crack some nice little oysters off there or finding a nice little cave that you can go exploring in like there's, And that's what I think we're looking forward to doing with the kids and why we want to do this again. We have, mm. we have lived the, um, a few lives in this life. And when we do throw ourselves into things, it's 100%. And with this cafe, like, it is up for sale. We, we did get an offer on it actually just this morning. Wow. Um, I think I spoke to you. We had a semi-offer yesterday, yes, but this yeah. morning somebody was keen. Um, so 
maybe by the time that this is released, it'll be um, it'll be done. And you'll you'll be ready for your next adventure because uh, you, you were saying and, and that you're going to be going on. You're buying a uh, uh, a van uh, with with the yeah. little family, going off to the coast, spending time with family, and yes. uh, building out the next steps for your 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 catamaran, right? For your boat. That, that's that's it because it's been um, it's going to need some love, you know. Yeah. Before we take off to um, like the ultimate goal would be to I think with the family would just be to spend that time doing exactly what we're talking about. Mm. Look exploring seeing what's around the corner building things with them discovering new places with the little ones um, as well the, right B building their new their new ability to see things in a way that we probably uh, should have seen things then um which it, it, but that that kind of sides to another question that's really probably going to be a lot of people who've got kids who think that they can't do this is yeah. how do you how do you keep them educated when you're on the road like because that that's a big one it is a big one um, because because you're not in comparison to being here, like here running this business. It's a seven day a week business um, while we're, we're we're open for those periods, and then the rest of the time we're still talking about it. You're still you're never a hundred, not never. You're not a hundred percent present for the kids as much as what you should be when you're living this life. Mm. Um, I think the work life, right? Because obviously Sorry. you're, you're the, the work life of you're working there seven days a week, you've got your business. And um, even if you're living with them at home, the fact is you're still working. So there's always some time of them. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, today, today I had the day off, so to speak, but they were still, you know, the, the <laughs> day off, there's still a few hours worth of spot fires to put out and things that didn't get ordered. And da, da, da. there's always, so you know, and these things are all time restricted because there's deliveries and whatnot. So then when your kids are halfway through a story and you've got a cutoff in 15 minutes, it, it does get a bit old always having to push it back and doesn't really feel like that's um, the real reason why you want to be bringing them into the world, just to push them back to be able to make more money, to be able to eventually spend more time with them that, you know, you get stuck on a, you just get stuck straight back on that cycle again. And it's a slippery slope. And the more you work, the more you want to de-stress. So and the more you de-stress and then the more yeah. of this you end up having. And then before you know it, your time's just slip by and you're bloody 67 years old and you've got six months to live. Mate, uh, it's funny though. <laughs> it's funny though, because when I was um, in, in North Thailand, I met this woman. Um, she was probably in her late 50s maybe early 60s and uh, I was just asking you know so have you been traveling a lot she said nope this is the first time I've ever traveled and I'm going to live out here and I said well, um you know what was the what was the plan she said I wanted to do this my whole life and I said are you you know regretting she said this is the best thing I've ever done in my life so it doesn't matter when you start just tomorrow is the day that you should be planning for your next trip is is the yeah. you know what I mean like well, there's that energy that comes from planning for it as well, yeah. isn't it? Like it's not just it's not just you got it, it's not getting in the habit of going. Um, oh, it's going to be good once we go there. It's going to be better once we get there, or once we get there. It's the process that starts like from at that moment where you're saying where you're saying you're going from. Um, okay, let's start. Look, the planning is part of it. 
it is it, gets, it, it really excites you you know like i'm oh. going to i'm going to um uh, uh thailand for a month in may with my mate um for just because it's my birthday and we want to enjoy that and i'm saying to him do you want to drive down to the coast do you want to get a coach and he was going like oh i can't wait let's do this let's do that and like i'm like okay i'm gonna write all these things down then we're just gonna po point at them and we're gonna choose them you know so yeah yeah it's, that. uh, that's yeah it is it's it, you feel like you've you've got a real control over you've got freedom yeah you've got parameters which is always money and time and then you know your dependence and you know your risk tolerance and it's like any anything at all you do whether it's business or whether it's life or whether it's you know doing jumps or catching big waves it's all it's all relatable yeah um and that's the thing no matter what your background is as well i've found everything has been transferable whether you're working construction or whether you're working in a corporate world or whether you're working in finance or whether you're working in hospitality there's certain things that cross over not all elements but there's a lot that you can bring from this into this and into this and yeah. there's never a thing that that you've done in the past that you're not going to be able to bring to this new game whatever it is and this new place you're going that's it whether it's coming up with a budget or whether it's working out or oh, how many miles am I going to get from there? If you're really good at calculations, like it, it pays to be good at calculations to work out how you can get from a spot to a spot and how far you can actually track in a day, what you need, how much drink, like, you know, you need to do maths. And so getting back around to where you were talking about before with the education, um, the, the, the whole thing is education because yeah. it's not, um, you know, it's not bullshit. Like you're not just, flapping time away mm. you're um you're literal living skills you're learning literal skills when you're on the on the boat as well yeah. aren't you you know or wherever you are you're you're going to be learning how to deal with other cultures you're going to be learning yeah. how to um uh, potentially talk other languages um which is uh yeah. is a massive one um you you're going to be learning how to um deal with a broken toilet when when dad doesn't want to deal with it and he put yeah. you in charge of it <laughs> well that's it that's exactly it. it's problem solving yeah like that's basically what the whole thing is it's just everything's problem solving like the season's changing we need to get from here to here where mm. are we going to go he weighs up the pros and cons decision making um problem solving um adventure seeking following what you you feel like you need looking at your parameters yeah. like it's it's not an education in the way of you're going to end up coming out of it with a A, B, C, D, but the boat kids that we've met in our travels, they're just, you know, they're, it's incomparable. A 14 year old girl that's been living on a boat compared to a 14 year old girl that's been living in the city. They're just two different creatures. Just completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And one of them you can actually sit down with and have a, an amazing conversation with and you're like, wow. And it's, it's so engaging the other one's sort of like oh okay so we're on, we're we're on the phone <laughs> yeah on the phone on the it's phone, just you know it's a, it's a different world and unfortunately the way society is sort of going at the moment i think that the more time we actually do spend out looking at looking at stars and actually seeing the world that we're attached to a world that we came from and a world that we're a part of mm. and a world that is here for us to experience um it's a hell of a lot healthier than always going for the attention of others and following groups and trying to fit in and not and being part of a minority and, and having people side with you and trying to build this sort of fragile societal um, ego. ego. Yeah. It, it, it's, and, and that's the scary thing is it's sometimes just realizing that it's okay to make mistakes 
and yes. um, you know, traveling, you make a lot of mistakes. And yeah. if you do that, you're it's basically like taking a fast route into it's okay to be human. We don't have yeah, to exactly right. go through all these societal crap. You know, I was telling you before, I came from London rat race and there was this time when i was every single day i was getting on the underground at like 7 a.m or 6 a.m sorry and i was going i'm not like these people i'm not like these people i'm not How like old these people. um probably about 19 20 21 like uh, yeah. around that time and then one day um i i sat on the train and it was like packed like sardines and i went oh my gosh i'm like these people and <sighs> the the next day i booked my ticket uh backpacking and i've been out here ever since so you know, wow. Yeah. I had to do it, man. Otherwise I was gonna, I felt like I was crashing and burning. And yeah. if, if, if you feel like that for too long, it becomes the new norm. And then that's the scary thing is what do you do when that's the new norm? You know, how do you get out that next hole? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it, it becomes quite tacky then. And then you start attaching yourself to, so you got out at a good time where you didn't have a dog and you probably, you know, long-term, partner and involved in this and invested in this and mm. um it's hard to tie all those loose ends up like but you but you can do it at any stage Absolutely like you, you possible know, yeah if you're if you've got businesses you can you can wrap them up and you can sell and you can and create a new sort of world and, and a new world for yourself and take control of that and yeah like you say to be out when you do feel like you're just uh, mentally spiraling to be able to just sink back into just what you are is mm. just existence the same as everything else <laughs> and get away from all the bullshit for a little bit and get away from looking at the bank balance and away from looking at this and go, okay, yeah, obviously you need to survive, but what's your actual goal in life? At the end of the day, when you are just dust, what do you want to experience more of? And when you look up at the stars on one of those beautiful nights, it's just like, boom, you just realize you're literally just on a planet looking at it, all these other planets swirling around. It's like, it puts everything else in perspective. And you think this person that's yelling at you about something arriving 15 minutes late, it's like, <laughs> oh, piss off. Like, oh. you know, like, um, but because that, you, that carries so much because your pride's attached to your work and what you do and, the, and you, you've got to hold yourself to it. So you can't throw away all that. It's a, it's a delicate balance. And I think we tend to sort of bounce between the two. We'll go and live a life of freedom for a while. Mm. And then we throw ourselves in a work hundred percent, leave a bit of freedom. We're in a process of, we've constantly been in the process of trying to find a balance where we're able to be able to, you know, live, live that life sustainably. Um, it's a, that, that's a difficult part. I think balance is always a difficult part. Yeah, balance, guys. And on that note, uh, you know, we we have come to the end of the podcast where we've had Mick telling us some of the most incredible things about adventure, heart, life, and uh, uh, dodgy toilets, which uh, is, is 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 the real facts of it, guys. Um, you know, um, I, just just Mick, just so that people know, you have uh, both an Instagram, two Instagrams, right? One's uh, Cosmos underscore Living, and yes. uh, that's the one where it shows all your photos and and videos of you guys traveling. And there's a few few sordid pictures of you uh, with with the um, uh, catching some fish, which uh, some of the ladies yes. might, might, might love. Um, and then <laughs> you've also got the the bucking seahorse, which again you mentioned that you are selling. Um, but at the same time, guys, I would highly recommend you check it out because um, if you're around that area and you love music and you love seeing new talent, these guys are fostering it right now. 
please do. Yeah, if you if you are a fan of that supporting artists, this is um this is definitely a place for them to be able to you know continue their passions as well. So yeah, come down and support it. Also, there's a YouTube channel which we might end up resurrecting for Cosmos do Living. Do it. I think Cosmos it's Cosmos. It, I think it's called Cosmos Living as well on YouTube. Brilliant. Yeah, and, we'll, we'll make sure to add it um, in in the the everywhere so that people can check those out and make sure to follow you guys. No problem. Mate, well, thank you for the chat as well. Yeah, I've sure. Been, I've it's, 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 it's been emotional, mate. And it's, it, this is the thing. And uh, when you when you travel as well, you can find people of the same cloth, per se, uh, that just have that same energy. And, you know, would I have been like this uh, when I first started? There might have been inklings of it, right? But yeah. you, you grow and you start learning that it, it broadens the mind. And they say that, but it does. It does. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, and, and it is nice, mate. So yeah, thank you, thanks for sharing, and yeah, happy to help. Awesome, mate. Well, uh, just so you guys go, uh, guys know, um, if you uh, enjoyed this, please comment, subscribe, and everything in between. Uh, we love to have you here. This is the Off Grid Traveler, uh, it, which we see is ironic because we're both inside studios right now uh, in in homes <laughs> and stuff. But that that's the beauty of it. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't have a connection with us. Um, speak to you guys soon. Have an awesome day. If you or someone you know would be an interesting guest on the show, we'd love to hear from you. We love speaking to everyday people who've taken to the open road or open seas for an extended period of time or anyone that's set up their life in an off-grid location. Please email guest at offgridtraveller.com.au to get in touch. That's two L's in traveller.